Understand the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, Shatara. So how's everything going with you? Everything's all right, you know, keeping my social distance. Life. Yes, yes, keeping my social distance, quarantining, um, trying to stay healthy over here and in good spirits. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm over here. I just opened up the uh, quarantine nail salon. So if you see me, you hear me um, dealing with this foil around my nails, I'm trying to soak off my nails. I have not changed them since um, I went to Israel about two months ago, so... <laughs> um, I'm trying my best over here. I'm trying my best. I wrapped them in foil. I put the uh, the cotton ball, you know, soaked in the acetone. I've been sitting here for about three hours, and I'm gonna tell you, my nails have not budged. So, um, I'm gonna mm. take your advice and uh, soak them in a in a bowl. Soak them in that. a bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, good yep. idea. Well, I miss you. So I miss you too. Boo-boo. All right. So, meantime, <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> what are we calling this episode? Uh. Yeah, what are we calling it? That's a hell of a car for a shrink. <laughs> and it's going to set off our ratchet minute. And those that watch Ozark know exactly what we're talking about. So get to um, it. Look, I know that you and I have been the best fans of the show Ozark. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And it stars Marty Bird or Jason Bateman, who plays Marty Bird, who's a, basically a financial planner who moves his family from Chicago out to the Ozarks, you know, basically to launder money for a Mexican drug cartel um, in order to keep his family alive. So it's now in its third season. You know, everybody that I know watches the show. And I think what makes it so good is the cast of characters. I mean, everybody. It's Marty Bird, his wife and their two kids, and just the people that they come in contact with. Tommy from Power is now on it now, although I just knew um, his character was, was going to be like Tommy, but he's, but he's not. But um, I, look, I, look, I just, I love this show. I know that you do too. And I know that you have these impressions that you make of one of the, <laughs> one of the characters um, that we love, Ruth, who mm-hmm. Ruth is ruthless, a little, a little something who is just ruthless. Which you- Don't get me started, you fucktard. <laughs> Listen, Ruth has the best dialogue. Like, Oh, she's she's the best. So this so this is my show now. Um, what are you gonna I, do? Kill me, you bitch wolf! <laughs> she she called a tall lawyer. I knew that huge bitch was up to something. <laughs> she, but but she is the smartest. I mean, she has she's witty. She, uh, she is intelligent. She's um she's she's she moves. white trash. She's oh man, and and you know, like I could see how Marty saw something good in her. You know, like I can see how Marty saw something. But 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 Marty, Marty is Marty's a gangster. Marty's a gangster, and his wife oh, Wendy, no. and and his and his wife Wendy is a thug. You know what I mean? But they're but they they live intelligent thug life. You know what I mean? Like they their mind, like they they put their minds together and they make it happen. And once they realize, like this, is what we got to do to survive, they're like you know, like they they probably didn't even know their potential. You know what I mean? In the beginning of the season, like we didn't even know their potential. We didn't really know what was happening. 
The story went in so many different places. Um, I was super surprised to see Wyatt get with the Sneal lady. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, the woman that could, the woman that's moonlighting as his grandmother, that's really his lover. She doesn't wear she puts on no moisturizer. She looks like a damn zombie. She looks like she hasn't seen the sun since she was 17 years old. And she has a bad attitude on top of it. So when yeah, when I see her coming with a baby, I'm calling child services. Like, hold on a minute. <laughs> but she is so gangster. Remember, she she's the real black widow out of all of them. Wait, and she sells honey. How about this? And she sells honey at the market. <laughs> What a bad attitude. But she, uh, yeah, she, she's a gangster, but she's giving them the poppy feel. So, you know, what a blessing. She's not a cougar. She's, um, she's a, on the top of the poppy seed field mountain lion. That's what she is. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I was happy. Great. I was happy to see Tommy. That too. Like, I thought he was going to be like Tommy. And I thought, ooh, like his arch nemesis would be Ruth. Like, what are the chances Tommy and Ruth, like that they could, in another show, they could have like been like cousins or something. Like, you know what I mean? But he did. He played like a sucker. Like, come on, dad. Come on, dad. Like he was a punk. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that. but it matched with the storyline. Like he got, he got punked. Like basically he shot his he ran off to California and then ended up in Ozarks. And hey, listen, home. and then he, she said, uh, the, she said, I shot his pecker off. <laughs> <laughs> I shot his pecker off. <laughs> so, so this, without giving too much away, I'm just telling everybody, if you don't watch and look, we all, we all got time. So we all got time. Um, get with your Netflix and start watching Ozark. It is season three just ended. So, um, definitely like must see TV. It's, it's my must see TV. I, I, it took me a minute to just try to, I didn't want to like binge watch it, but I ended up binge watching it anyway. So you and I know, like I finished it, you know, first four days. It was yeah. I told you, I was like, you, you must, you must, if you're somebody who liked like Sopranos or, um, what was the other show with Nucky? I, you know what? And I, it's on a, uh, on, uh, Boardwalk Empire. If you like stuff like that, you're definitely going to like Ozark. You know, one of those thinker, follow the money, follow the dialogue. Um, you, yeah, you, you're definitely going to like one of those. Yeah. What's that? It's who, like who's smarter than who? Like, oh, the person you thought that wasn't so smart is actually very smart. Or even the Game of Thrones watchers. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those. Like, you, you kind of, you got to watch the scenario. You, you're playing chess. The whole, yeah, you, your mind has to be in it. I'm sorry to tell you for for... For lazy mental people, this is not for you. Don't bother, okay? Agreed, agreed. <laughs> must be TV, must be TV. All, must right, TV. all right, all right. Anyway, so um, I don't know if you saw Hoda Kapi, uh, the host of the Today Show. Now, she's um, a journalist, you know, television personality. Uh, she's an author, and she's the main co-anchor of the NBC News Morning Show Today. And she's the co-host of its entertainment uh, focus, Fourth Hour. So, um Hoda Kopp, I can never say her name right. Hoda Kopp, <laughs> she recently, I'm like, Hoda Kopp, Hoda, 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 she recently, um, you know, called Tracy Morgan. He's a Bronx native comedian. I um, mean, we know him as a producer. He's a cast member from SNL for seven seasons, uh, Emmy nominated for 30 Rock, and he currently stars in one of my favorite shows, The Last OG on TBS. Um, and we also know him as Hustle Man for Martin. Remember with the harmonica? Pick up the pieces. <laughs> What up, Chief? He like what up, Chief? Right? So you know, we we love him. We, we love him. So anyway, hold a copy. She calls him, and you know they everybody's doing the Zoom. You know the job must go on. And she asks him, how is he? You know, coping with this whole coronavirus, and how's he doing at home? And he gave her more than she really 
asked for, I guess. He went into his sex life and he said that him and his wife, they get it on, they get it in. He said that, um, he said he got his wife pregnant three times in three weeks. While they've been quarantining. And then he goes on to say, like, and they do a lot of role playing in the house. And she like, and he said, look, listen, and at that point, Hoda's looking at him like, oh shit. She's like, wait a minute. You don't know if she wants to laugh or she's like trying to like, you know, ring it in as like, okay, let's let's keep it professional. And, you know, then he kept going in. He was like, Yeah, you know, she uh she what is it? Something like her 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 father has the virus and I'm the one with the cure and she'll do anything to save him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the roles we like to play up in here. Role he, playing. He, he took it. You know how it is when you got to like keep your work self on and somebody's trying to take you out of character. I think Hoda was being tested like she never was tested before. But it made it made for really good TV. Good. Great interview. I love Tracy Morgan. I, I watch. I started watching a little bit of the last OG. Like that's that's his comedic. Um, that's his playground between him and Cedric the Entertainer on that show. Hey, <laughs> I. I have a new respect for Tracy Morgan, to be honest with you. Um, as a you know comic, I just see him in this new light on the last OG, and I just I have a new love for him. Like on a like I I love him. I think he's shown a different type of brilliance in producing and and even the character on the last OG. And there's substance to the show. There's always like a little you know lesson in there. I, I like it. I'm I'm like so proud of him. So last OG again, one of my like favorite like comedy shows I'm watching right now. And Tiffany Haddish, like it's just so good. Like the star role. For everybody, it's good. It's good. It's good. Agreed. 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 Yeah, so it's, it's pretty good. I remember Tracy Morgan back in the day. Like I used to see him on the little comedy circus around, you know, in and around New York when he mm-hmm. was he was doing his stand up. So it's, it's good to see that you know he made it. And in spite of that uh, that accident that happened, I guess yep. with the Walmart truck and mm-hmm. you know um, how he's how he's come back from that. So it's, yes. it's good to see. It's good to oh, see. Absolutely. It's like you think of some of these comics have had like. Uh, Kevin Hart had, you know, the really bad accident. And then you have, oh, yeah. you know, this one here. So when you, you know, just making that comeback and making people laugh, it's like, I don't feel like making nobody laugh. Like, I'm, you know, but mm-hmm. guess what? He, he has it in him. So kudos, kudos to Tracy Morgan. So pretty much he, keeping it ratchet. Mm-hmm. So um, did you hear about uh, Drake has a Hermes bag collection in his, 50,000 square foot Toronto mansion mm-hmm. specifically for the woman that he's going to end up with. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? He has a two story closet filled with bags, with these Herme bags that he's collected for uh, the woman that he's going to marry in the future. <laughs> Girl, bye. I mean, he does say in the song Hermes Link, <laughs> Ice Blue Mink. I mean, he, he, we all, we already know he gives out, you know, Gucci bags and hugs, and he's a very generous dude. And in one of his uh, last videos, they show him in Miami on the beach, like giving out money to yeah, people. Yeah, I remember. Like, like he's a giver, but I see that that right there is like, girl, bye. Like, listen, I think that's like some real low key Prince Charming shit. But on the other hand, it's like, Let's say you and Drake become serious and you never get a bag. Like, that's what you'd be on the phone with your girls like, girl, I didn't get the bag yet. Like, yeah, but he loves you. Like, no, <laughs> I didn't get a bag at all. I haven't even seen the vault. Like, how about that? <laughs> I haven't even seen the vault, girl. Like, girl, then he ain't really serious about you. Like, that'd be, t- I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I think it's, I mean, it's, it's cute. It's. It's Drake, you know. It's it's how we. I envision Drake like he's the he's the emo rapper. So 
I of love course, it. you have a bag collection for the woman that ain't even in his life yet. Or maybe, you know, it's just his, um, it's like his Amazon warehouse and he just goes to the closet and, you know, whoever he's dealing with, just give her a bag. And eventually the collection will go to, you know, whoever stays around the longest. I don't know. I mean, these bags go for 400000 almost. So you got to think like the investment in it all. So instead of him, let's say, collecting art or collecting, you know, other pieces, he collects these bags. So he's, a, I would say that's kind of, be, that, not kind of, that's being an investor on another level. Maybe he shouldn't have told us what's in his house. Um, but I I would want to probably just play hide and go seek in that damn house. Like, Drake, come get me. <laughs> <laughs> the house was fabulous. He looked, you know, we all Drake's a good time because I said so. And um, I just want to, you know, if you just make it because I said so, I just want to make it to the house. Like, fuck the bag. I'll be in the kitchen like, I don't even care about your bags, Drake. I don't even care about your bags. <laughs> this is true. Whatever. I mean, hope, hopefully, hopefully he'll bet with a woman who will do good and be like, you know what? That's a lot of money. I got my own bag. So let's do it this way. Let's put that in some type of charity because we can probably start a damn college with that. How about that? Okay, well, moving on, we have now gotten to the woke minute. So, <gasps> this is the segment of the show, y'all, where two sometimes silly sisters get serious. So, um, I have my glasses on, but I really need them to see. You got your mm-hmm. glasses on? You know, I have my glasses on. <laughs> Go ahead, ask me if they're prescription. Go on, go on. I know they're not. Okay. Why not? Okay, I have my bifocals on. Mm-hmm. I know you do. <laughs> even, it ain't even trying to be cute over here. Okay, all right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So getting right into it, I wanted to talk about this um, doctor. It was actually He's actually a senator from Minnesota, also um, a family physician, Dr. Uh, Scott Jensen, mm-hmm. uh, who's also a Republican state senator, but he was talking about the other day how... He got an email from the Department of Health, which basically was coaching him on how to fill out death certificates um, for people who allegedly or had symptoms related to the coronavirus. So um, what he basically said is that what the Department of Health and the CDC, they're saying that it's appropriate to diagnose someone with COVID-19 without testing them. But only looking for whether that person came into contact with someone with COVID-19. So, and he expressed how troublesome that was. Basically, you are misstating the facts. You know, he goes on to say, he said, um, it's a great way to control people. And I worry about that. We're so darn interested in jazzing up the fear factor that sometimes people's ability to think for themselves is paralyzed if they're frightened enough. That's not where I want people to be, he continued. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is, it's kind of a way to just continue to inflate the fear because you are inflating the numbers. So basically it's like saying if someone comes into the hospital um, due to a bus accident and got killed by uh, uh, by the bus, but then later tested positive for COVID-19, mm-hmm. that's what's going on the birth certificate, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whatever the damage was from the bus, you know, and that, that just really, really doesn't make sense. So you know, this Dr. Jensen, he reacted to Dr. Fauci's response to the question about the potential for the numbers of the coronavirus deaths being padded. Um, You know, and he says that really just further inflates the conspiracy theories um, and really challenges what 
you know, the actual information versus the misinformation is out there related to the health. So, um, you know, also I wanted to point out that this to me, and, you know, I, I haven't, it hasn't been fully said, but when is, if something is a conspiracy, is it ever really spelled out for you? No. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what I know is that right now, a person who comes into a healthcare facility with COVID-19 or is always admitted with a suspicion of having it, Medicare pays $13,000 for that patient. And if that patient goes on a ventilator, they pay three times as much. It's like $39,000. Oh my God. So, you know, it, it's very clear to me based on just the numbers, um, and the level of, you know, when that person comes in is admitted. And if they go on a ventilator, there is a money factor there. Um, and that's, that's really troublesome. That's very troublesome to me, you know, and the fact that these doctors are now being coached not to be specific on these death certificates and just pretty much just put down. Yeah. If you think it's COVID-19, that's what it is because they're not testing. And, um, you know, this is only inflating the numbers. So we, when we see on the bottom of the screen on MSNBC and CNN, you know, you're seeing these astronomical numbers of people who have been infected and people who died. It's questionable whether those numbers are accurate. Right. Um, what do you think about this? Shatek? Right. Um, I would definitely say this, Dr. Jensen, uh, just by even sharing this email, and I don't know him personally, but it shows that he moves with a sense of integrity because he didn't have to share this email. And I do believe that there's a lot of doctors, you know, people in, you know, his position who they keep it to themselves. They see their banks growing and they say nothing. And he felt like this is wrong. And, you know, we need more people like that. Uh, The healthcare system making a profit, a profit off of the coronavirus. It does not surprise me. It's disappointing. Yes. A surprising no. Um, When you really look at the bigger scale way before coronavirus, you know, the other C word killing many of us was cancer or is cancer. Um, And it's been said with cancer that there is money in the treatment, not in the cure. So uh, the incidents, the mortality and the survival statistics are constantly changing every day. So you imagine those doctors, the hospitals, the healthcare system, Medicare getting paid when it comes to cancer. Now imagine today the fast profit with COVID-19. Wow. Something definitely to think about and keep in mind and, you know, follow the money. If there's one thing that watching Ozark actually has taught me is always follow the money because it's always going to get you back to, you know, who are the who are the players and the perpetrators. But, you know, some pretty, pretty disturbing information. And it's really just making you you want to um, be aware of what the propaganda is on the news and what is it telling you, you know, and not to say that um, COVID-19 has not you know, severely affected um, this country and beyond. But when they're talking about doctors who, you know, when a doctor comes forward and says, we are basically inflating these numbers because we are putting something on a death certificate that may or may not be true, then mm-hmm. that's a problem. So that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wanted so, everyone to be aware. All that, right. Yeah. Keep in mind, we can only believe what so much of the news, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not always. I, like I say, I always look at the news and with a side eye, Mm-hmm. And listen with, with, you know, with my ears, what happened here. Perfect. Yeah. Well, speaking of players and perpetrators, as you said, um, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Trump has made an executive order uh, to commercialize the solar system and he's going to be mining the moon. Yes. So basically, this means that he signed an executive order to mine on the moon, meaning that they can dig up, get information and 
uh, people can eventually live on the moon. So they're learning what resources are possible for survival. Um, they're studying the landscape. And we're, I mean, we're not the only ones. The U.S. Um, is not alone. There's Europe, there's Russia, there's China, and everybody wants a piece of this. So would you want to live on the moon? What do you what do you think of this? Think of, you know, why this is going on, especially right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, the big thing is the natural resources. So supposedly, you know, between Mars, there's asteroids, the moon, there are there are uh, resource rich places that, you know, we've already agreed. And I think that's what the important thing is this executive order, which has been signed, mm -hmm. is basically a way for number 45 to say, I don't care what we agreed to before, because from my understanding, there was a, a treaty, so to speak, between China and Russia and, you know, a lot of the Europe, other European countries to kind of make it a civil, uh, you know, before you just go out there and start doing stuff out, you know, on these planets there had to be some sort of agreement. And by Trump, uh, number 45, as I call him, signing this executive order is basically saying, you know, I don't care. We just, we're going to go. Now, the reason being is there are natural resources in there. From my understanding, we're looking to turn, you know, outer space into like our own gas station, mm -hmm. you know, and use it for that. Because when you look at the United States and our, you know, the funny thing, and this is off topic, but on, mm -hmm. I think when at being in the U.S. and you know, and I'm not going to take anything from it. I love being, uh, you know, I love living in America. However, we have this very uh, delusional way of thinking about how our, what our standing is on a global aspect. The, the way that I say that is, when you leave this country and you start and you travel, mm -hmm. people do not have the same respect for America as we think that they do. No, so, <laughs> nope. you know, so it, and it's and you don't get to see it until you come out of this country and, and you understand, you know, because right. China, when it comes to natural resources, China is winning in the game. The reason being is because they, they mine all over the world and their resources are available to everybody. You know, we, we have problems with China and other countries and what happens, it becomes very hard for us to get at these natural resources. So one of the reasons to go to a whole nother planet hmm. is so that we will have access to these resources and don't have to go through China and don't have to go through Russia and these countries that, you know, make it hard and, and sell it at, you know, at a premium. Um, I heard a number and it said that the resources combined in, in, out on the moon, if we were able to access them is in the hundreds of trillions of dollars. It would equate to that much hundreds of trillions. So just thinking about it, like there's, there's money to be made here. Um, and then also the idea of putting settlements. I don't know if you remember, you know, a couple years ago, Elon Musk, uh, was talking about, you know, making it going to the moon and settling there and making it accessible for, you know, the wealthy or whomever yes. to go live there, mm -hmm. you know, go and, 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 um, you know, set up settlements like the, like a true star Wars, you know, spaceship going out there. So you know, what is the reason why they trying to leave here? You know, you, we plundered through America. Now let's, let's go to a whole nother planet um, to do that. We have, we have destroyed this earth. You know, global warming is a thing. So, you know, the talk is that they're putting astronauts back on the moon by 2024. And uh, the president would like to have as 
I don't know, as big as a military branch to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you think about it, you're talking about, I mean, this United States, China, Russia, and I'm just talking about the major players when Mm -hmm. it comes to um, out of space um, uh, investment, so to speak. Yeah, so... So we we're gonna have to have like rules in place. That's it. You're setting we're setting up for what could be a potential other problem. So if you're talking about putting basically a military in place so that we can go to outer space, is already alerting me to this is this is a whole nother problem that we are that we are going to be getting ourselves in. You, you know, know what? I, I would love them to find a Native American. Um, I don't know, a feather with a with a letter saying, y'all are still being greedy, huh? Yeah, but this is, you know, this is, <laughs> this is the American way. Wow. That's what we do. Like, you know, not saying that, you know, we, look, they've, like I said, you've plundered through America, you've done everything. Now we're talking about, and it, it sounds so crazy and so far off, but I mean, number 45 just signed the order to make it okay, to basically put, you know, mining and astronauts out there to go explore and go and take some of these um, natural resources. And then, you know, just think where they're going to sling it at because they're going to bring it back here um, to America and how much is it going to cost? So, you know, this is something we need to be mindful because it's happening right now. And Mm -hmm. from what I understand, you know, number 45 basically earmarked hundreds of a billion dollars to make this thing happen over the over the next three years, three so, years that's very soon. And priority, I mean, as far as you know, priorities are concerned, that is that's the scary part. Priorities. This is what you say, number forty five. This is this is a part of forty five's priorities. Hmm? Wow. So they want to put a, a a an out of space gas station out there, you know, because one of the big things is like going out there and exploring. You need to bring all of the um, the the petrol or the gas with you before you go out there. So would be great if they had an out of space gas station <laughs> to go to. So you mean to tell me we are dedicating billions of dollars to make this happen? It's it's this ridiculous, uh, and I'm 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 not for it. And then you know to make it so that people can possibly settle on the moon. Yeah, you know. But, but let's just mess up because like you like you touched on global warming, and that's a real thing. So, you know, let's let's not address that. Let's just let's just start all over and find us another planet. Yeah. Right. Like So I don't know. Um, it just sounds it sounds a little crazy to me. And it just sounds like, um, like I said, their priorities are just not quite in order, especially, you know, in the peak of everything happening right here, right now. I understand, like, you know, bills need to be signed. Um, you know, they're talking about these stimulus checks going out, you know, the billions of dollars going into the unemployed. You know, there's a lot of fixing that's going to have to be done with this disease that's already happening right now. So when, you know, the headlines are, you know, mining on the moon, it's like, oh, wait, what? Really? Right. Yep. What can you say? Yeah. All right. So, well, moving you know forward. Uh, oh, I'm taking off my glasses. Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> That's the- I love that our transition is no transition because we are now, y'all, at the weekend dick report. Nothing but nothing leads to nothing. That's a good equation. You got to have something. If you want to be with me, what? Bring it. <laughs> here. All right, y'all. So this week we have a question from one of our lovely listeners. And she says, this, she said, pre-COVID-19, 
I've been seeing a guy for about a good part of the year, and he's really good in bed. He gives head. He likes to experiment. However, I have never come with him. He always asked me how I enjoy sex, so I decided to fake it all the time. I don't know if it's a lack of skill on his part or lack of intimacy or emotions, although I think I'm pretty invested. So after sex, I end up fingering myself to climax. Mm. What should I do? Mm. Sounds like we have a problem. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Call Trump, see if he can minor some uh, some solutions. Uh, uh, no, it just sounds like it wasn't that good. Simple. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. So, but obviously it's, it's never, it sounds like it's never that good. And this is, you know, I always say that it's like, you, you know, the answer. So what she's saying is like, it sounds like he's, he's everything. He's 80%, but that 20% right there can turn into the, to take over the 80% if they don't get it together. So she's not being satisfied sexually. So what's the first thing is communication. This should be a discussion that she can sit down and have with him, preferably somewhere, you know, not in bed. This is not a, to me, like, this is not a discussion that you start in the bedroom, but outside of the bedroom. So, and it could build up to get in the bedroom, but sit him down, sis, and talk to him, you know, because a lot of times I think we, as women, we inflate these guys' egos, you know, by making them feel like they, you know, they laying it down when they're not. Mm-mm. And we're, we're so good. And, we, you know, we're taught to be so, so in our manners and, you know, we don't want to hurt his feelings, but sis hurt his feelings if you got to, cause this, this show can't go on right here. So you got to sit him down and explain, look, this is, this is what's not happening. And this is what I want to happen. And whether you got to bring toys in, I'm all for that. Or, you know, change it up a bit, role play, or something, or just guide him to every single step. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta communicate it first. What you think? Well, listen here. I said this before. I said it again. If you mean to tell me after six months you're invested, and you know you're not getting what you want, then you know you need to prioritize. Um, for what you. Hey, come on, man. Number one. Number two. Just know this. I know we're not men. However, there's no way in hell a man is gonna sleep with you over a six month time span, and every time you guys have sex, he has to go into the bathroom and jerk off to come. And he's still with you. That ain't happening. I'm telling you right now. A, a man well, you is... Know, the plumbing is different. Right. I mean, you know, it's a, it's, e- it's, it's easier for, for a guy to come than it is for a woman to come, I would think. Uh, Yeah, but, but a man is not putting in that much time, you know what I mean, if he's not satisfied, period. Okay, so let me just, let me go double back to coming. Let's just say if he's not satisfied, period. He's not around for six months. He's just not like it's just not happening. Right. Like it's well, you know, what I'm like, you know, she's 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 trying to save face and you know not hurt his feelings. But I'm like, get you know, you gotta, you got to, you got to say something. Well, you know what? If she said he's really good in bed, he even gives head. I mean, shit. Then that's a nice little combo. Send him my way. But outside of that, <laughs> what shit? Why don't you um, DM me? Uh, his now I'm just playing. I think that um, besides communicating with him, I think that um, damn it, give him a minute. You know what? Give him. A, I'm just gonna say, give him a minute because she might just have to put her head in the game. 
that that could really just be it. Like sometime when you you feel disconnected with a person, it, you know what I mean? Like there were times where I felt a little disconnected, like my mind wasn't there. And you know yeah. what I mean? Like I've seen the effort and it's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. You know, I'm just really stressed with work or whatever. Like that's happened to me before. So I know like, you know, especially if we're connected, once we feel a connection, give me, you know, put your head in the game, girl. You know, and then I then that that could be what it is, you know, touch on the intimacy aspect of things. Could be. I'm curious to know. I know she said that he gives head, but she didn't say if she comes off the head. It just sounds like she doesn't come off of the penetration. But I'm 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 curious to know, like, is I mean, because we got another problem. If if you mean like he can't give you head and you can't come that way. I mean, I know there's sometimes some women that, you know, you might not necessarily be able to come by. um uh, penetration, penetration you know, right? But you can come from getting head. But if she's saying like that's not even happening, oh man. Well, yeah, I mean, if you had a, if, if you mean to you tell me nothing, John Snow, check this out. If you mean to tell me your fingers are better than dick, then you know what? I'm hanging up, <laughs> girl. Bye. Five minutes ago, wasting my time. And and she and you know and I get it. Some women don't orgasm till they're you know well up in age. Like sometimes you can have good sex and be like, no, I didn't come, but like that was good. Like I've been there before. Like yeah, no, I mean, that was great. You know, you like know, I, look, there's a whole nother lifestyle when you find a partner who can make you come with his dick. I mean, that just not everybody, not not every man can. But when you do find him, sis, let me tell you, let me. And this for her, what I'm gonna say right now is. Like you pretty much said, you know, you get get your head in the game. Have a con- I would say have a conversation with him, but also you didn't put six months in. And if y'all can't get it together, if, if you're not gonna, if you have, if she's already said, well, you know what, I'm I'm okay with this, which is I just finished myself off after. Then you know what, you need to be out of there. Please run for the hills. Like that's not that's not where anybody should be. I think at this point in our lives, and considering all that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. If you can't get, if you can't be satisfied to get what you want and it can't be meaningful mm-hmm. how it should be, then you, it's a waste of time. And all those waste of times, um, yeah, let's, let's get them, let's move them out. Cause the world is, is already doing that. The world has already flushed the toilet on a lot Roll of things. Roll out. So, Roll out. Right. Roll out. Throw them bowls, whatever you got to do, but get up out of there. Like if y'all can't get that part together, yeah, then why bother? Why bother? Exactly. Like then, then, okay. Like I said, but get, you know, get a little conversation in, see what it is. Maybe it's something, you know, he'll be open to. You could work it out. Maybe it's, it's gotta be something, get your head in the game. And, and, but if, if you can't, please, I mean, I'm gonna give it a week, a week or two weeks. Let's get it together. And if you can't, then, you know, we could be friends. Yeah. Yeah. We can just be friends. Yeah. There's no, there's really no point. Like what, what am I trying to prove? Like, and that comes with age too. What, what, what am I trying to prove? What, what, what? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see a sacrifice with, you don't sacrifice a good head for a relationship. I just no. I mean, not good head. Whatever you need an orgasm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. You want to make it emotional. Whatever she got to do. You know what I mean? Like it can. It can become emotional sex, and that could be better. So again, if you're invested in him, maybe you all need to just build an intimacy. I always say, remove the bedroom out when you want to make it better in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Build, build on the things that you like about each other, you know, go out, get out the house, you know, when you can, obviously hold hands, you know, look into each other's eyes, you know, make it romantic. Some of those things that are well outside of the bedroom that make it better in the bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. why, why you're into a person. And then when you get into it, it's, it's, it goes deeper, you know, and don't, you know, don't be smoking too. Cause then you are really going to go far. So 
Don't get me started. Anyway, moving anyway. on. <laughs> I, hope we gave, I hope we gave you some good advice. So, yes, I think yeah. I think so. Tell, on your, happiness, your happiness is number one. That's what I'm gonna tell you. Your happiness is number one. Not your finger happiness, but you by yourself. But in this girl, relationship, your happy fingers all shriveled up. Like, girl, what happened? Like, um, I was with CJ last night. Like, but what happened to your finger? You was you was you was your hands in water? What what yeah. do you do with those two fingers? They just don't look right. Uh, it's my arthritis. What's happening, Sandy? What's going on? You know, you don't want that to happen. Talking about that way, people staring at your hands. <laughs> don't want to give directions. Mm-mm, don't do that. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. Moving on. I want to tell you about that's my jam. That's my jam. That's my jam. What's your jam? Tell me about it. Oh my goodness. Okay, and I know this is your jam too, but I'm gonna let me, let me paint a picture because I like to paint a picture. I'm gonna take y'all back to 1998, the summer of 1998, and your girl was out here in these streets. But anyway, mm-hmm. this was N O R E Nori Noriega Super Thug. Oh. So, uh, his second single from his debut album, N-O-R-E. And along with Mace's Looking At Me, this single was like one of the most, it was like the first song that we kind of heard with the Neptune sound. Mm-hmm. You know, Pharrell and, and, and his homeboy, I can't think of his name. Um, but this was like their debut. So you know that signature Neptune sound and just like, it sounded like the beginning of a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very... It just it just puts you in the mind of like the a cinema cinematic view. You're looking at a, it was just so big, and I and this song like took over the summer. I just I remember this song. I actually remember Nori. I have like stories of Nori. Like Nori before he was a rapper was out in these streets, and he knows exactly what we're talking about. But anyway, um, but this was my song. I don't know. I know. Look. I know you remember this because this was a know. this you I know, know there's certain songs that define parts of our lives. So this was a mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Remember? Do remember? Yeah, I was I was I was young. I was young. I was a young yam. This was the this was the the what what song that you know, like people what that was? I remember I had a, a white friend. She'd be like, I love the what what song. I remember that. Well, and it and it had like the the and if you really listen to it, that was like the Super Mario song when like you got to Koopa. Yeah. <laughs> I had to really think on that. Like, huh, I know this from somewhere. It is staying in my brain. I was like, oh, when you finally get to Koopa. <laughs> on one of those Mario's, you know, and then he had the helicopter. Danny right. He took so many different sounds. So Pharrell is amazing. He's he's definitely a genius from clips. I mean, that, and then for them to come together, like, you know what? That was dope. N-E-P-T-U-N-E-S. The way to put the beat, like, one of the best. Uh. What, 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 what? And then he had like the belly dancers dancing hip hop. They were the sand dunes and the camels. And that video was big. That was was like a movie. And that was like back in the day when they had these like huge budget videos. And, you know, they out in the the desert somewhere. Like, man, that song, I could play it right now. And it's something about it when it starts. It's just like, I don't care what you're doing. 
you your heart you you just you you gotta hit the floor like you, you're on the floor with this one because yeah it had a hot beat that's a classic and it put Neptune on the map for real like i think pharrell has all of nori to thank for his his career now you think so yeah because this started it off this song started the the whole neptune's career his, this, uh, and mace looking at me and mace looking at me wasn't as much of a banger as super thug first um, of all who's a super thug <laughs> super thug it's a life of a super thug remember and uh, i mansions and uh, car i don't know but it was a little song in there and noriega the limit it hit him you know when you don't know the words but you can flow with it stick with Bye. me <laughs> I just know Bye. one part. I know the what, 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 what part about 27 times and the beat. <laughs> Unforgettable. That's a good jam. That's a good one. Took me back. Nori Super Thug. Loved it. All right. All right. Where we at? So now we are supporting black businesses. All right. And this is the part of the show where we basically support us. And today I am going to give a special shout to my friend, uh, actually my roommate from college. She and her husband um, started a company called TTK, which is a clothing line, Trust by Tony and Keisha. Their brand promotes spirituality. And their saying is, we believe that trust is a constant reminder of our faith and living a good life. They have, um, I mean, I have a nice little sweatshirt. Um, with trust on it, uh, trust in God, save sinner. Um, their line is dope. I will, I will tell you that. Uh, so you can find them at www.trust, that is T-R-U-S-T-T-K.com. Again, that's www.trustk.com. And I, I got mine. Get yours. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, y'all. We've come to the end. We get here so fast, but of course, you can join us. Yeah, you can subscribe to that sort of say in the podcast. We're in the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, YouTube, and Spotify. Of course, please follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. And if you have any questions for the weekend, D, please you can email us. Go to our website www.twizpod.com. And Shatara, anything else we need to tell our Twizzies? Yes, you can also text TwizPod, T-W-I-S-P-O-D, to 31996. Keep up with our shows. Keep up to where we'll be bringing the funny via COVID-19. We're going to be somewhere. And we'll see you all soon. Stay well. Stay healthy. Love you all. Thank you for joining. Peace.